Hello and thanks again for joining us on our 260 Challenge. Today, believe it or not, is day 138. Coming to you from 1 Corinthians chapter 5. And let me go ahead and tell you, today's verses are going to be tough. It's going to hurt. At some point, though, we are all going to be hurt and we're all going to have to deal with it. That's just that's just life. But what makes hurt confusing and difficult is when it comes from what I would call an unexpected uh, person or unexpected place. And when... When we hurt, there are times when we want to just isolate ourselves and just protect ourselves, but know that this can be very dangerous, and it can also be very unsafe for our hearts. But anytime that we're going to love anyone or anything, we're going to be vulnerable. You love anything, and eventually your heart will be uh, certainly wrung, if not broken. If you want to make sure to keep it intact, then you must give your heart to no one, not even to a pet or not even to anything or anybody. Wrap it carefully around with hobbies and little luxuries and avoid entanglements and avoid close relationships. Lock it up in a, in a in a safe and just try to keep it there where no one can penetrate it. But that's very dangerous. It will lay there in dark, motionless, airless, lifeless. It won't be broken, but it will become unbreakable and uh, unable to be penetrated and ultimately irredeemable. Friends, we must love, but we must also allow ourselves to be vulnerable when we do. Today in 1 Corinthians 5, Paul speaks uh, to something that has affected every single one of us, and it's the subject of being hurt, but not just any kind of hurt. The hurt that happens from one Christian to another Christian, or what some people would refer to as being church hurt. It's when the source of our, our problem or our hurt comes from a place or a person that we wouldn't expect so much more from, but it's what Paul is talking about here today and happens within the church. Look in verse number 11 here in 1 Corinthians 5. But now I've written unto you not to keep company. If any man that is called a brother be a fornicator or covetous or an, or, or an adulterer or a railer or a drunkard or an extortioner with such and one, know not to eat. Verse 12. For what have I to do to judge them also that are without? Do not ye judge them that are within. Paul is literally saying here that we, we, we shouldn't act as if everything is just fine and whenever one of our brothers or sisters hurts us, whenever they're crooked, whenever they're promiscuous, whenever they are... Uh, rude or whenever they get drunk or when they become greedy or even have uh, a habit of taking advantage of people. You can't just go along with it, treating it as like it's some acceptable behavior. Paul says, I'm not responsible for what outsiders do, but don't we have uh, some responsibility for those within the church or believers? Forgiveness, let me be very clear, is never optional for a Christian. Forgiveness is a mandate, is a commandment. And when someone offends us, we must forgive them. Why? Ephesians 4.32 says, because as God has forgiven you and me, as Paul says, as, as God for Christ's sakes has forgiven us, so also are we to forgive. But it's very important that you get this point. I used to think if I forgave someone and their offense that at the word I'm supposed to go out and eat with them and just forget all about the, the, the hurt they caused me. But Paul says something very insightful here. He said, the brothers and sisters in the church have a 
dangerous pattern, uh, we are not to eat with them. This is deep. It means that we can forgive them, but we must exercise uh, caution and re and realize how close or in proximity are we going to have with this person? What kind of relationship are we going to have? It's important to define the difference of forgiving and giving. You can give forgiveness without giving proximity, without giving yourself away. We must, we must offer forgiveness completely and without reservation and without restraint and without conditions. Giving is is caution that we exercise based upon uh, the other person's uh, repentance and uh, based upon their other person's motives and patterns because they may be doing things constantly and consistently that are unhealthy for, for our souls, unhealthy for our walk with the Lord. It could be very damaging. I can love you and I can forgive you without having to give you unlimited access to my life uh, because of your destructive habits. That's what Paul's saying. He's reminding us that even though it's called the church, there are still a lot of people that are under construction. You may have heard this little saying that goes something like, to dwell above with saints we love, that will be grace and glory. But to live below with saints we know, well, that's another story. It's biblically acceptable to distance ourselves from certain people who are abusive or even toxic to our souls. Remember, though, forgiveness is not an option. It takes one person to forgive, but it takes two people to reconcile. Forgiveness and reconciliation are not the same. They're completely different. Reconciliation starts with repentance, and forgiveness starts with you and me. And always remember that the pain and hurt that you've gone through is never wasted. It always has a purpose. I hope this really helps somebody today. I hope it gives you liberty today. I hope you see God working in your life, and I hope this really speaks to you. But I also hope that you'll take time right now where you're at to just take a second to thank God for the unbelievable life that he has given you, for people in your life that has been faithful, that's been good to you and not hurt you. But thank him for those who have, that he's either removed them or he's revealed them. So my friend, again, bow your head, lift your hands, and thank him for his awesome and wonderful and amazing grace that saved a wretch like me. God bless you.